Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday, October twentieth episode of Poets and Muses. We chat with poets about their inspirations. I'm your host, Imogen Arate. You can follow us on poetsandmuses.com or via social media on Instagram, Twitter, as well as SoundCloud under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter either at poetsandmuses.com or at the upper right-hand side of the Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. Joining us today will be the Black poet, with whom I will be discussing his poem "Suicide Unintended" and my poem "A Siren Called." Given the sensitive nature of our topic of discussion today. Please know that if you have ever considered committing suicide, you can access available resources both locally and internationally. If you're in the U.S., you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Again, that's one eight hundred two seven three talk, or you can visit their website. At suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Again, that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. If you're in Uganda, you can call zero eight hundred two hundred six hundred Monday through Friday, eight a.m. to seven p.m. local time. You can also access suicidestop.com or befrienders.org. Again, that's suicide stop. dot com, or befrienders. dot org. Both of these websites also offer resources for people who are located globally. So please do not feel alone. Contact or access these resources. I will also be updating this information when I receive more details, especially in regards to Uganda. Now, before we turn to my interview with the Black poet. I am going to go over all the poetry events taking place in the valley during the week of October twenty-first. On Tuesday, October twenty-second, from six to eight p.m., Connect and Heal will be hosting its weekly poetry writing workshop at the Chandler Community Center at one twenty-five East Commonwealth Avenue in Chandler. From seven p.m., Changing Hands Bookstore in Tempe will be hosting. Yale University Press Younger Poets Reading with Richard Sicken at sixty-four twenty-eight South McClintock Drive. From eight to eleven p.m., King Kong will be hosting his The Underground Experience at La Flor de Calabaza at seven o five North First Avenue, Suite one ten in Phoenix. Signing up to get on the mic starts at eight p.m. On Thursday, October twenty-fourth, from five p.m. Dog Ear Pages Used Books will be hosting its monthly open mic, arts, letters, and cultural event at sixteen four twenty eight North Thirty Second Street, Suite One Eleven in Phoenix. From six to nine p.m., Fat Souls Pizza will be hosting its weekly open mic night at thirty one thirty one East Thunderbird Road in Phoenix. From seven to nine p.m., Longnom Publishing will be hosting its weekly Phoenix Poetry Slam at the Lost Leaf, which is at nine fourteen North Fifth Street in Phoenix. Make sure to get there by six fifty to participate. From seven thirty to nine forty-five, We Jazz June 
Marche Pfister Productions, Lit Poetic, and Black Horizons Festival will be kicking off this year's Jasmine's Poetry with the first of four performances of Intozaki Shange's choreo poem for colored girls who have considered suicide. When the rainbow is enough. This is to commemorate the first anniversary of Intosaki Shange's death. This will take place at the Nash at 110 East Roosevelt Street in Phoenix. You can purchase tickets at livepoetic.com. From 8 to 11 p.m., Quinton Oni will be hosting his weekly open mic at Jobot Coffee and Bar, which is at 333 East Roosevelt Street in Phoenix. Signing up to get on the mic starts at 7 p.m. From 9 45 p.m., Atlas St. Cloud will be hosting his weekly poetry writing workshop at Welcome Diner, which is at 9 29 East Pierce Street in Phoenix. On Friday, October 25th, from 6 p.m., Virginia G. Piper Center for Creative Writing will be hosting a poetry reading with Diana Marie Delgado and Justin Petropolis at Changing Hands Bookstore. Which is at 6428 28 South McClintock Drive in Tempe. From 7 30 to 9 45 p.m., we jazz June, Marche Pfister Productions, Live Poetic and Black Horizons Festival. We'll be hosting the second of four performances of Intozaki Shange's choreo poem for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. This time at Solo's Coffee at 5025. North 7th Avenue in Phoenix. You can purchase the ticket again at livepoetic.com. On Saturday, October 26th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., Virginia G. Piper Center for Creative Writing will be hosting the In Search of Magic with Diana Marie Delgado workshop at Piper Writer's House at 450 East Tyler Mall in Tempe. From 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Savvy Penn will be hosting the first of two I Got the Last Word Poetry Contest audition at Aroma Mocha Coffee at 506 East Western Avenue, Suite 103 in Avondale. You can register to participate at igotthelastword.tv from 3 to 5 15 p.m. We Jazz June Marsha Pfister Productions Live Poetic. And Black Horizons Festival will be hosting the third of four performances of Intozaki Shange's choreo poem for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. In a Tempe location, which will be emailed to you once you've purchased your tickets on livepoetic.com. From 7 to 9 p.m., Tamika Sanders or Dr. T will be hosting her open mic night featuring Calming Wind. At Aroma Mocha Coffee at 506 East Western Avenue, Suite 103 in Avondale. From 7 30 to 9 45 p.m., the last of the four performances of Intozaki Shange's choreo poem for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough will take place at the Tempe location, which will be sent to you after you've purchased your tickets. At livepoetic.com. 
On Sunday, October twenty seventh, from ten a.m. to two p.m., Savvy Pen will be hosting the second of two "I Got the Last Word" poetry contest audition at Aroma Mocha Coffee at five o six East Western Avenue, Suite one o three in Avondale. Again, you can register for that at I Got the Last Word. TV. And now let us turn to our poet guest of the week, the Black Poet. Hi. Hi. Thank you very much for coming on to Poets and Muses. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You brought with you today the poem "I Finally Cut Myself," which you will read for yeah. us in a little bit. But before yeah. we do that, it's actually called "Suicide Unintended." Suicide unintended. Yeah. Oh, so it's the name has changed as well. Yeah, I finally cut myself. Was I think I miswrote、uh, that、okay. in that in my email that I sent you, but、ah. it's actually called suicide unintended. Suicide so, unintended. That's、yeah. good to know. Before you read that for us, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Murray Sharath, and I'm a poet, writer, and spoken word coach. Mm-hmm. I like to go by the Black Poet.、Mm-hmm. It's a name title that I gave myself、mm-hmm. for very many reasons、mm-hmm. that I might get to talk about later. You can talk about yes, it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a long story. I, I wouldn't want to take so much of the time, but just like any title that anybody gives themselves to、mm-hmm. uh, feel good about themselves、mm-hmm. or you know appreciate who they are、mm-hmm. as a person, is why I call that. So、mm-hmm. yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. For now. Okay, sure.、Uh-huh. <laughs> And how did you come into poetry? How did you start writing poetry? When did you start writing poetry? I started writing poetry, I think, seriously around two thousand ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't for the audience. It was、right. for me. Right. You know, and I believe that's mostly how writers start out. Like, yeah. You know, they write for themselves, and then yeah, yeah. it becomes. For the audience later、mm-hmm. on, that's how I started. But then,、uh, the origin of my my want to write came far back,、mm-hmm. you know, from high school, and、mm-hmm. you know, I do think that that's where it started, you know, because I, I used to write stuff I just didn't consider it as poetry. Right. But now that I got into poetry and I understood it better,、mm-hmm. now I can know that it was indeed poetry.、I、was trying to. Say something, <laughs> you know. I just didn't know it was poetry at that time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So when you said you started seriously in 2010, was there anything in particular that made you decide to just go? Ah,、oh, I really want to write poetry in earnest. Well, because I was dealing with a lot、um, mm-hmm. then.、Mm-hmm. I'd fallen out with my dad.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I just met my biological mother again、mm-hmm. after like. Eight years, so okay, it was it、okay. was pretty tough. I was in this stage of growing up, and、mm-hmm. I didn't have the support that I needed to、right. to do that to get it. So I had to depend on myself and my friends, and it was、mm-hmm. pretty hard.、Yeah. So I think it triggered that,、mm-hmm. and also because during that time, a friend of mine he started a poetry session、mm-hmm. in Kampala.、Mm-hmm. It was called the Open Mic Kampala. Mm. And it was, you know, doing promotion for poetry and and, and hosting poets, you know,、mm-hmm. on on stages like that. He came to me, and you know, we we spoke, and 
you know, he was telling me about this thing, you know, like, I want to start something like this, and you need to be part of it. And, mm-hmm. and I was telling him, yeah, I mean, th- this is something that I've seen happen, and, right. and I know exactly how we can do this, you right. know? And we started out like that with mm-hmm. Open Mic Uganda, which is now Open Mic Uganda. Oh, you know? okay. Uh, it grew into it, okay. you know? So it's, it's just a bunch of friends that came together and put something in space to create a platform for people that feel like writing is what they need to do and, right, you right. know, to create spaces for expression. And yeah, that's how it started out. That's how I really started to head to this direction, mm-hmm. becoming a full-fledged poet. Oh, okay. I like to call myself. Cool. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you how old you were in 2010 when you? Uh, must have been 18. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. 2010. Wow. Yeah. You've come a long way. I've come a long way. Yeah, yes, yeah. I have. I, have. Uh, I was talking with, uh, as I said before, Dennis, your mm-hmm. partner. Yes. Who's yes. Uh, working with you on the refugee program? Yeah, the Open Mind Project. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he mentioned a little bit about that. He said that mm-hmm. you guys started. Teaching in the refugee camps yes. about a year ago, right? Yes. We got this grant. friend of ours got it in mm-hmm. his email. Mm-hmm. And he shared it with us. He's mm-hmm. actually the leader of the Public Health Ambassadors, okay. where Arnest is also a part. Mm-hmm. So he shared it with us, and then we looked at it. And then that time, I, I had some concepts mm-hmm. with me about doing poetry clinics, because that's what I do even for the school, yeah. uh, for the Team Poetry Slam. Right. That's how we came about, and then then we sat together, we brainstormed ideas, and then we wrote something that's about doing classes in refugee camps, and it was taken on, and I was pretty sure about it, like I was pretty (laughs) sure we're going to get this, because it it felt like, you know, we needed to do this, they they needed to be a program like that, or a project like that, and uh, yeah, we're fortunate, we got it, it's Mm co-funded by the... European Union mm-hmm. uh, under the Culture at Work grant. Under the Culture Work. Culture at Work. Culture Africa. Work. Yeah, okay. Culture at Work. work Africa. Africa, yeah. It's a collective uh, put together by InterArts Foundation and a bunch of other partners, Bozart, International Music. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 wow. yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy. So we got that grant and then we, we went into the settlement and now we've been there since February. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, meeting with uh, youth refugees that are interested in arts, mm-hmm. actual artists from DRC Congo, uh, from uh, Somalia, from Ethiopia, mm-hmm. from Rwanda, from Burundi. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys are just, you know, displaced and right. they came into this country to try to find some safe space, you right. know. And we, we felt like it was very important to create these spaces for them in the settlement to, yeah. you know, tell their stories, to like share with their communities, yeah, create some sort of, like, healing process. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what I find poetry is for me. Yeah. I, you know, similar to you, I started mm-hmm. because I just wanted to express myself. Mm-hmm. Then recently I had a personal trauma, and it made me realize that poetry is also a therapeutic tool. Mm-hmm. So when when I heard that you guys were in the refugee camps, and I know a little bit just from reading about yeah. what made people become refugees and the, the horrible things that... They have to go through. Yeah, yeah. they have terrifying stories. Yes. Of how, yeah. I mean, you can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. And so for them to have something like poetry, arts to turn to, I think it's it's helpful. It's, yeah. It's a way to at least release 
some exactly. of some the of, pain. Some of that pain, that negative energy they have. Because, yeah. you know, they when they come over here and then another of their kind treats them in a way that's degrading or, you know, mm-hmm. looking them down. Mm-hmm. Like, say, they come to Uganda for refuge. Mm-hmm. But then now, if our communities don't welcome them, mm-hmm. if they don't, you know, say sorry, if they don't, like, try to help out, mm-hmm. they, they feel like they're still alone. Even yeah. when they're like you know in yeah, a safe yeah, space yeah. like this, mm-hmm. so we need to create avenues where they feel that okay, the communities are you know welcoming us and they they want to be part of our uh, survival and it, it becomes you know way easy mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Dennis and I, and I touched on this a little bit as well about how it gives them something to do as well, yeah. even though Uganda is very as a country in the world is mm-hmm. one of the most welcoming countries in yes, terms of yes, yes. refugees, yes. a very generous country mm-hmm. for, for that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, when someone is a refugee, it's never, it's not the same as home. It, exactly, it can same. never be the same. So. Yeah, so it's okay. good that they have something, an yeah. artistic way of expressing themselves. Oh, they, they are so happy every time we go back. The way they welcome us, the love they show, mm-hmm. you know, like, we don't even give them money or something. Mm-hmm. No, we don't give them money. We just go and offer these trainings. Right. And you see, they're still happy for that. Because yeah. you yeah. you would imagine a refugee would only want you there to support them with money like or survive. Right, but, right. but if we're there to just give these skills and share our stories with them, mm-hmm. and then allowing them to share their stories with us, it's enough for them. It's it's brilliant. It's it's yeah. So it makes our work easy as well. Well, I, I feel like money can buy certain things, yeah. but especially when you feel isolated, you want mm-hmm. to have another human being that, to be exactly. able to interact uh-huh. with, yeah. and that's so much more valuable than money. And that's what the community here has to understand about mm-hmm. them. Like mm-hmm. it's not always about money. It's about right compassion showing that you know yeah. i care about you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's it's that yeah 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 definitely that definitely yeah. helps i think sure. that's also why you guys are in the high schools which yeah. you've been doing for the last five yeah. years yeah but that yeah, was more your first project exactly right? the, yeah. the team poetry slam yeah i started that to go further into promoting poetry from the grassroots not really the grassroots, because the grassroots will be considered primary or nursery. But then, like in the context that I write in, I, I don't think I would be comfortable teaching younger mm-hmm. <laughs> kids. Yeah, you, you want know? them to have a exactly. certain life experience. Exactly, you know. So people that can that can relate to my to my stories and, and stories I can relate to, mm-hmm. and then you know be able to advise or you know like right, right, right. Uh, you get it, get into yeah. conversation. I right. want to conversate with these people. Right, right, and right. That's yeah. That's why I chose high school. Yeah, and uh, it's been going well. We got picked up by the uh, International University of East Africa. It's it's yeah. sponsoring the event, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not with money or whatever, but it, it's given us the space because right. you know like their whole cost about twelve million. A day Shillings. to hire, uh, a yeah, day, yeah. you get it. But they give it to us for free, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to bring in these schools and, you know, create a platform for them to 
share their stories, mm-hmm. talk about like issues they're facing in school, bullying being one of them, you know, right, like right. rape. It's so much they're handling yeah. going on in their lives. You get yeah. it? And they never really get the chance to speak out or yeah. platforms to speak out because they're students. They're supposed to learn from teachers. You know, like <laughs> you get it. So it becomes like you're just being told what to do. Just do that and nothing else. You get it? Yeah. <laughs> don't, I mean, don't, student don't. life is very busy. Right? Yeah. But then also at high school, that age, you're just becoming, like, your body is yeah. maturing. Yeah. And it's you changing. You want to get out of that, so you, you know, know, like, yeah. control uh, <laughs> space, you know, controlled space. So uh, there's a lot of rebellion going on, mm-hmm. but in different ways. That's yeah. why you see this bullying, this, you know, like, uh, all these things going on in yeah. high school. Yeah. You get it. But so uh, the Team Poetry Slam was to create a space for them to, you know, like, let all that energy out, mm-hmm. you know, like the rebellion, the whatever, the the party person in them, like, you know, just let, <laughs> let them talk about it. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get it. So, yeah, it's, it's another um, avenue of doing that. Exactly. So it, it's been going on for f- four years. Now, this this was the fourth, we're going into the fifth year. Right. And we, we often, like, introduce topics like, we had one about Africa, My Africa, mm-hmm. where schools were, you know, tasked to write about Africa in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, the slavery, talk about politics, talk about, mm-hmm. you know, everything mm-hmm. in, in that context of yeah. My Africa. Yeah. And it was a brilliant show. Like, mm-hmm. everyone loved it. There's uh, videos that went crazy online, you know. Oh, yeah, great. I'll share some with Please. you later. Yeah, so it's 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 beautiful. It's growing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we're looking to find more partners, people that can sponsor maybe workshops and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but it's it's growing. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of it. Like, yeah. yeah, and I, I was lucky enough to see the results of your fourth year. I mean, the yeah, you saw amazing the students. <laughs> yeah, They're so really, like, yeah. talented, and the creativity you know just like how each mind just look at things just a little bit differently yeah that, that's the thing that we need to show that these students can do a lot more than just learn just you know take notes and right, you know right, right. there's so much more they can do right, even right. as they write their notes and mm-hmm. read their textbooks and whatever there's a lot more they can do yeah. to change the world to contribute to like you know the betterness of our communities mm-hmm. and, yeah, I mean, just synthesizing information, but also putting their individual interpretation. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy watching it myself, although it's a hustle to make happen. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Putting on like events is never co- fun. <laughs> coordinating about 10 or 15 schools to, you know, for any event. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Because you have to, to meet teachers. Yeah. Individually, you need to meet students individually and, and, and you know, talk to them and, you know, understand mm-hmm. what, what they mean to say. It's, it's, it's crazy. How big is your team? My team is usually selected during the process of having this event. Mm. I don't have, like, a sitting team right. for the Team Poetry Slam. Mm-hmm. I would like to have it, but you can't really have a team when you don't have funds. <laughs> You know, mm. like money yeah. to, to give I them, you know, like because <laughs> I, I understand myself. I wouldn't want to work for free. Right. Nobody wants right. to work for free, right. but you know, there are times where you just like, you know what? Okay, I could volunteer here. Mm-hmm. That's what I do 
utilize. If I get people to volunteer, mm-hmm. I'm happier for that because mm-hmm. I can't really afford to, to pay them. The team poaches I can't afford to pay them right now. Right, right. Yeah, but then we're hoping to be able to do that in the future. Yeah. Maybe with uh, funds coming in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for now it's just voluntary. And I've worked with uh, brilliant poets and young minds that, you know, have come up to help help out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't saw get back. So it's, yeah, and I saw the amount of poets that you drew in from the yeah, so from it's the adult yes. poet yes. world as well. So yeah. it was nice to see that, like the collaboration between So it's keeping relationships. Like, yeah. I think it's the most important thing in yeah. having any of these run because these are free events. I don't charge a penny right, for right, the right. temple to start. Yeah, so it's yeah. totally free. And it's wonderful. It's it's really just such a pool of talent to discover from, to just see what the future of artistic Uganda has to offer. Uh, So much. Yeah. So much. So amazing. Going back to your poetry, Mm though, do you want to read this poem and then we talk about it? Oh, yeah, sure. I can read it. Suicide unintended. I finally cut myself. And I watched pain bleed out of me. Have you watched pain bleed out of you? Before? This quick. This violently like a slit wrist on your brother's bed. Like a premature orgasm. Have you felt your life leaving you? On such a hurry like you never wanted to be yours in the first place? Aren't you satisfied? This agony you keep swallowing, haven't you a language that you keep speaking with your eyes only? Heard how yesterday you were looking for your history somewhere in your mother's eyes. Did you find it? Or was it everything that she wept away all the time that you slept hungry in her body? Was it what you were looking for? Did you find it? Was it worth it? Was it? Thank you. It's a really, really tough poem. And I can hear it. I can hear the pain when you're saying it. I've, this is the first time I've heard you read it. Yeah, I don't read it often. It's, uh, <clears throat> it kind of affects me too. Like, mm. I, I kind of put myself in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Although it, it, like it's never happened to anybody that was that close to me. Mm. <clears throat> However, it did happen to a poet I knew. Uh, yeah, Miracle Natalie. Uh, May her rest, rest in peace. So she died about a year ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was a lover of poetry. Mm-hmm. And she was at every poetry event whenever she could. Like, she was a brilliant soul. And uh, suicide happened. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I wrote this poem to. <clears throat> To remember her, mm. yeah. So and I, and I actually wrote it for a, a session that was organized to pay respect to her, mm-hmm. her passing, and I performed it. That's mm-hmm. where I first performed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just reminds me of her, and you know, yeah. uh, I actually kept a book. She once gave me a book. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually forgot it at a poetry show she was at, mm-hmm. at one of the open mics we mm-hmm. had. So she came and then she read a poem 
but then she left her book behind. Right. So she called me later on and like, you know, hey Marie, please keep this book for me. I, you know, it has some poetry of mine in it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll keep it. I'll get it to you like the next time we meet. And we never got to meet. So yeah, that's just that's what it's about. Yeah, and sometimes you don't you don't know, right? When you're interacting with the person, yeah, you don't. You, you can't, can't tell. You can't, because like you know, it's it's anybody can be depressed. Mm-hmm. Anyone, yeah, like it's yeah, it's yeah. it's not gonna be shown on a face. Yeah, it's, not it's, necessarily. It's, it's an inner thing. Yeah, like you know, so uh, you have the the happiest person today, mm-hmm. and then like tomorrow. So yeah, it's it's, a, it's always a surprise. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I've been in this poetry world in Arizona for the last mm-hmm. a year now, actually, yeah. and I've I've heard several poets mm-hmm. talk about their friends committing suicide. Yeah, <clears throat> and there was one earlier mm-hmm. in January who also talked about a suicide, but it was in Alaska, a different mm-hmm. place. And again, many of these poets we talk about it, they wonder, they always take it on themselves. And even the friends of people who commit suicide always yeah. kind of take it on themselves. They wonder what they could have done. And, yeah. and sometimes you don't know. It sounds like it's a form of uh, responsibility we like mm-hmm. to give ourselves mm-hmm. as, as poets or writers like, <laughs> or any artist. You know, like yeah, you, yeah. you give yourself a responsibility. Uh, you know, maybe I'm to blame. Maybe I, I should have looked, or maybe I should have asked. Mm-hmm. Or mostly, it would fall under the saddest. Or you know, trying to maybe blame the world for for being what it is. You know, mm-hmm. or <laughs> being the I don't know doomsayers. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's about just having a heart. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, Blame yourself for not seeing, because you could have seen it somehow if you were really looking or if if you were really listening, you know. I don't know. I don't know. To be <laughs> yeah. honest, you can't know. Like that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's the responsibility yeah. of the person who mm-hmm. committed suicide yeah. to tell us, but no, it's not. It's actually not because like, you know yeah, maybe it, they don't know how to. Yeah, or <laughs> or sometimes they don't necessarily feel it yeah they don't um, know it themselves you know like, yeah or they feel it when they're alone and mm-hmm. when they're with people it's a different. distraction yeah. it's a nice distraction and then they're alone and also it could be illness as well yeah. and that i think there are legitimate occasions where people can say oh i wish i could have done more yeah. because if the if a person had asked and you thought oh you know okay, I can't do this right now, do it mm-hmm. later or something. Yeah. If that had happened, I can understand why the guilt, yeah. but if, if it's not that, if it's not apparent. Yeah, you can't fully blame yourself. Yeah, yeah. You it's hard mm-hmm. because you know, you just don't always know exactly yeah. what's going to happen. And I personally know when I was depressed about some mm-hmm. things and I, I had kind of vented vented on social media. My friends who's had other experiences with other friends who had committed suicide, they are much more sensitive to that language of kind of depression. But if you don't have that experience, 
we sometimes don't pick up things. So, yes, yes. So, right. and unfortunately, it has to take that experience sometimes for you to, yeah, for anyone to be like become more sensitive. It also depends on how emotional you are as mm. a person writing about this kind of thing or a friend. You know, because there are some friends that you lose and it's okay. You don't really think about it, you know. Mm. And there are others you lose that, you know, just won't go easily. Mm. Yeah, you know, so it's <laughs> it's it's uh, how emotional you are also mm. about, mm. you know, the specific person. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Your friends who are still alive and you're like, no, yeah. <laughs> I really don't want you in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Please go away. Not that you want them to die. It's just yeah, that right. I don't, exactly. you, know, just, you don't yeah. want them to be a part of your life. <laughs> Not right now. Yeah. That is correct. Exactly. Yeah. And then there are ones that you just, you're not ready to let go. Yeah. It, it's the uh, same with, you know, like relationships. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's like that. It's yeah. as simple as that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's, never, it's never easy. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not. So this you actually wrote for her memorial service, so it was very mm. soon after she passed away. Yeah. <clears throat> after I got the news, actually, it was uh, maybe three three days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go into the details of, of some of those. Um, well... Like any poem, you don't write for a specific person. You write for the rest of the world as well, yeah. you know? So it was it was a message, you know? Mm -hmm. And also a question asking this person that decided to take their lives that, did you think about the people you left behind? Mm -hmm. What they're going to go through, mm -hmm. you know? How they're going to, you know, move on mm -hmm. without you, like... Maybe somebody's going to lose their lives after you lose yours. You know, you don't know that. So right. you don't know if somebody else is holding on to you right. their lives. <laughs> you get it. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot more than, you know, yeah. just the one person that, yeah. And, and you see, it's not like a decision that you make. I'm deciding to take my life, mm. you know, but it's something that just comes to pass. It's yeah. like, that's why I wrote like, I finally cut myself, mm. but then not decided. I, you know, it's it's a difficult decision. Like you, yeah. you don't just make a decision like I'm cutting myself and I'm done. Yeah. You know, that's why you see when you you see people hanging themselves, they hold on to the rope. They don't they don't just like let go. Mm. You know, they hold on until they pass out and, and they they start breathing. Mm. You know, and when you cut yourself, you close your eyes. You don't look at your blood. You close your eyes and you're like, oh, you know, and you're buying your, your tongue or your, your teeth. You get it? So it's, it's, it's a form of like, I didn't, I didn't choose to do this, but I just did. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you get it. Like, it's, well, it's, it's, I think it's like, I don't know. It's not the sort of experience that you can fully understand unless yeah, um, exactly. you've been in the situation. Mm -hmm. And for each incident is also can be very different yeah there may be people who have attempted several times yeah exactly and then finally yeah. they do they do it yeah they they they, they do pass away from it mm -hmm. and there are people who do it and then realize well actually that's not what i want to do 
yeah but then there are people who do it the first time and they unfortunately do pass away from it yeah you know like there's no and maybe they didn't know they were gonna go that easy you know <laughs> yeah it's not it's not something that's you can decide to do like, yeah to, or it's not it, it's with sound mind it's just like like you decide I'm gonna go eat food and you know like fill up <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it's like that because it, it's a very it's a very yes or no it's yeah, very no, it's black very and white decision, right? You can't know what it is. You can't you undo know. it yeah. if if you I keep on the word yeah. keep popping up as succeed, but yeah. obviously you don't it's not it's very it's it's, it's very complicated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very complicated. Yeah. Because there are people who do it very spur of the moment. Yeah. They they're like, I can't deal with this anymore, this is too much and they can't see past this overwhelming emotion. And, yeah, so... And it's... it's we we'll only try to imagine. Yeah, <laughs> we, can, we, can, we only can only try only to imagine. imagine. And I think that's why it's so relatable because you yeah. ask these questions. I don't know if you want to let us know whether or not this is actually biographical for her. If this is the, some of these things that you talk about, like being hungry or slit wrists on your brother's bed if these are actually what happened i don't know if you want to. well it's it's like i told you it's a deeper story mm-hmm. it's, it's <clears throat> now some of uh the verses that i wrote one that says cutting yourself on your brother's bed is mm-hmm. you know like <clears throat> where could you possibly commit suicide mm-hmm. the first place would be home like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I don't, I don't. I don't imagine you. You'd go and into a friend's room and just do it there. You'd mm-hmm. rather go onto your bed, or if you don't have a bed and you share a bed with your brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna do it on your bed mm-hmm. and your brother's bed. Or because maybe you didn't want to mess your bed up with blood, <laughs> and you going that moment, you wanted to do it in your brother's bed. Mm-hmm. You know, just to maybe say something. Like, you know, well, you were closer to me. You didn't see me. Uh, it's, it's so many reasons. It's like... Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, and because there's no... I mean, their messages are very mysterious yeah. in some ways, right? Because some people leave notes, but some people don't. Exactly. They, some messages are very subliminal. Exactly. You, maybe they didn't even know they were leaving a message. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing something yeah. random. And just, you know, maybe I want to go... And, and the, the part of, like, where you want to say something, but you're, you're just speaking with your eyes. You're not telling me with your lips. You're not speaking right. words. Right. You know, like, you just keep telling me with your eyes. But then I'm not going to read your eyes. I don't know how to read your eyes, you know. So if you mean to say something, you say it to me. Mm-hmm. You don't look me in the eye and, and just not say anything. Because, right. you know, like, uh, some say it's a... Uh, uh, Silence is sometimes better than, but it's not. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you have to say something. Yeah, yeah. It, sometimes it's hard to say those things. Yeah, as you well. know, like, like I, and I totally understand that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, in this, in but, this exact but, story, I'm, I'm talking about that. Like, you, yeah. you have to say something. It helps me too to help you. Right, right, right. Given the backstory, it's very mm-hmm. understandable that you have all these questions that you're trying to get answers to as well. Yeah. Because, you know, from your perspective, 
because you're one of the people that yeah. was left behind and you mm-hmm. don't know and you mm-hmm. keep wondering what happened, what happened. And because you keep wondering also if you could have helped. Yeah. These questions make a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, Even though I didn't know the backstory, mm-hmm. you know, when I read the poem you sent me and it reminded me of this poem that I, I wrote mm-hmm. actually recently. Yeah. Anyway, I'll read it, and yeah, <laughs> we can talk please. about it, because <laughs> it's a little bit hard to explain without reading it. So. it it's very captivating, though. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's called A Siren Called. This bulging vein at the heel of my hand called out for attention. I wanted to cut through it, not in an attempt at self-destruction, but to observe, as a good scientist, the end result. The logic intervened, and I sat in contemplative silence while letting the micro ridges of my fingertips crisscross the seeming mountain ranges of this long vein, becoming intimate with its pulsations. Well, when I when I read it, it just shot real hard, because. <clears throat> This is something you're you're talking about, like you are trying to just find out how it feels to to do it. Well, I don't know. If that's what I like. What what you meant to say? Some of my poems are very literal, mm. very literal. I mean, obviously, it has a different message, and it is open to interpretation. Mm. It's yeah, yeah, of course. It's this vein. Uh huh. Yeah. And if you feel it, it. It bulges. It is, yeah, it is. I mean, I was definitely it was just I, wondering. <laughs> yeah, I, and then because I was wondering about that, after mm. I wrote the poem, I was like, "Why did I want to do that?" Yeah. So it's a very interesting because mm. you know I, I mentioned before that I had some trauma happen. Yeah, yeah. And That's when that true. happened, after the trauma happened, I did think about mm. suicide. Yeah. And because I have had some experience. With these ideations, I kind of give myself always time to say, oh, you know, yeah, like, why don't you sleep on? Why don't you get a good night's sleep and then? That's, that's the it. best. That's the best way out of anything. <laughs> just sleep on it. Like, just take some time. Yeah, See what happens, yeah. You know, like, Give it some consideration. Don't well, rush into it. You some know? people are not that patient. Yeah. yeah. And I, honestly, to say, I'm not that patient person. I'm not so patient with things, but I've taught myself how to be, you know? Yeah. So I, I get it. Like it's, Yeah, it's, it comes with time. It definitely yeah. comes with time. And th- there are things, especially mm-hmm. interacting with both teenagers and refugees yeah. Yeah. who have very, a lot yeah, of like, emotions, you feel like right? Yours, yeah, <laughs> yours is just, ah, uh, it's no, okay. No, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like they lessen <clears throat> the pain that you feel so much that... No, they don't, they don't. They just, no. like, make, make you... Handle, you know, like yeah. you, you know, you you're you're okay. You can you can handle and go through. Yeah, and you can also is, learn from yeah. them because you're thinking, okay, they're going through such extremes. Yeah, how are they handling things that you've never even imagined? Yeah, so like, and mm. so it's not to say, oh, then my pain it doesn't matter. No, the pain person. doesn't go away. It stays. No. Just you know, yeah. mellows. Yeah, you know, and you're just saying, if I can learn from how they're handled. Their pain, maybe mm-hmm. I can handle my pain better because yeah. it doesn't go yeah, away. Because it doesn't, yeah, you you mm-hmm. can understand, you know, your pain in comparison to mm-hmm. their pain. Maybe the cause is not as mm-hmm. intense as yeah. horrible, 
but you still have your yeah. pain. Like you the said, learning, it doesn't go the, away. the constant learning. The yeah. more you learn of this horrible stories and you know like scary stuff yeah. that's happened to somebody else, then you know that in line find a way to handle. Yeah. You know yours, and you know move on. And, yeah. Or, or or share, you know, to to heal together. Yeah, and even if you can't move on, I mean, because the pain is still there, you learn how to better deal with it, be able to say, okay, maybe not today. Maybe I don't handle it today because I don't have the capacity to handle it. I mean, Mm. you give yourself that break because you can't always take it on, you know. (laughs) You can't always take it on head on. Sometimes you have to say, maybe another day. (laughs) Maybe another day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that saves a lot. Of doubt. It, it does. does, and I think it does give you time to sort of give yourself yeah. more perspective. Walk through some things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I think after writing this poem, it it helped me to reflect on what yeah, like, did wow, I think? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It was really much more sort of like <clears throat> a scientific observation as I wrote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> experiment. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm like, but why? Why is this coming? Yeah. This thought coming to me? It's, it's just very strange, and you kind of wonder. <laughs> yeah, but the, the delivery was just too, oh, like straightforward. You know, mm. I, I I wanted to do this and to feel this and to know <laughs> mm. this and yeah, it's it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty captivating. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, it's like every time we feel our pulse, it's a, it's a reminder that we're alive in some way. Yes. It's a it's a different kind of reminder. Not, you know, when you're living life, it's one way of reminding you that you're living. But when you feel your pulse, it's almost more of a data-driven, statistical yeah. you, kind of You need reminder. to wake up if you've been sleeping. <laughs> you, know, you, you have time. I mean, yeah. And it's like death when it happens. Most people realize then that, oh, shit, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> that person is not. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a wake-up call. Like, I tend to think that way. That yeah. death is like a wake-up call every time it happens. Like, just, you know, hey. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, because we live a lot of life through comparison mm-hmm. in some ways, right? It's sort of like, oh, this is my life. How does my exactly. life compare to other people's yeah. lives? Because we are all connected. Like, right. however much we don't want to agree to that, or, you know, like, oh, this is all, like, bullshit, whatever. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, we are. Like, yeah. our energies, that's why when you get a hug from somebody, it kind of takes away some of your pain or your, mm-hmm. your, your weight or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you might meet a complete stranger mm-hmm. and you take that hug or you have a conversation that totally clears your mind. It just makes you something new. Yeah. You get it? So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we are meant to bump into each other. We're meant to fall in love. We're meant to, you know, have drinks with strangers. We're mm-hmm. meant to have sex with strangers, you know, like somewhere. It's, <laughs> yes, it's, yes. It's that protective connection. Sex. Yes, protective <laughs> sex. Yes, of course. It's, it's, no, but it's, it's more it's like there's, there's so much we're supposed to do with strangers. Yeah. People that we don't know and not expect to see again. Yeah. Even, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's that kind of connection. Yeah. 
But you know, you know that saying, a stranger is just a friend I haven't met yet. Uh huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so that relates <laughs> yeah. directly to this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah. You, you don't know. Yeah, a lot of strangers, they come into your life, they, yeah. they stay for a very short term, and, 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 and they're gone. And, and you know, like you didn't even fight, it just happened, it just yeah, yeah. went the other way. And then sometimes you reminisce, like, oh, yeah, we had a good time. Like, you know, <laughs> we, we, we did that, we went here, you know, like it's. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's supposed to, I think, complement your life. Your mm-hmm. life is supposed to grow like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most people you know, the more information that you get, yeah. uh, and the more cultures you're introduced to, the, mm-hmm. the, the more thought lines you are mm-hmm. uh, involved in. Like, it's, it's so much. It is, it <laughs> is. Everybody can come into your life and teach you something. Yeah. <laughs> or you you unlearn <laughs> something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what's built into your work as well, right? Because you, you yeah. teach these people something. And, you and I learn. Yeah. Of course, yeah, it's, learn. It's, the, yeah. it's the whole thing about, like, teachers don't just teach. Right. I mean, teachers learn from kids, however yeah. much they won't go out to meet it. Like, oh, you know. <laughs> Uh, now nah, I'm just teaching these kids. Right, no, right. these kids are gonna teach you something too yeah. that you probably don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get exactly. it. So, being a teacher, you have to be open-minded. Mm-hmm, first of mm-hmm. all, you have to be free. You don't have to. What I do for the team poetry slam and uh, workshops and uh, refugees in Achivari is, you know, coming is one of them. You know, mm-hmm. like with. with students at school, I, I don't go as a teacher, I go as a poet, like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, let's have a conversation, let's talk about this, you know, like, so they, they're free to tell you whatever they feel, mm-hmm. but if you go as a teacher, they're going to give you that kind of, like, element of, like, ah, you know, so we're supposed to just say what he does, or just, <laughs> you know, and then you're, you're going to find yourself uh, caught in between the, you know, the, the teenage energy you know, yeah, the, the rebellious kind that you find in school. <laughs> and some of my friends have actually experienced that, you know, mm-hmm. trying to teach in school. They're like, wonder, how, how do you do this? Like, you know, <laughs> you, I, I go into a school and this kid is like swelling up on me or whatever. Because I know they're going to swell up on you. Yeah. I mean, you're a guy. He's a guy. He, he thinks he's growing up and he thinks that he needs to make decisions and right, that you right. think that you're supposed to tell him what to do. Right. So it's going to be like, you know, yeah, a fight. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. it? But me, I create an environment where these guys feel like, you know, they can tell me anything. Mm-hmm. They come and, you know, uh, you know, pound, hey, what's up? So like, they start coming like, hey, who's your yeah. girlfriend? You got to tell me, like, hey, right. you know? So, okay, let's talk about poetry. What do you want to write about? What are you comfortable with? You know, so they're going to tell you it's their friend. Right. So in that way, it becomes easy for them to express themselves, yeah. to, to share their story with you. Right, right. Yes. You're, not, you're not going there just thinking, I'm the teacher, no, I know everything, no. you, you have don't. have to cut that out yeah. the first yeah. time you go in school, like, yeah. if, you're, if you want to connect with these kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only secret. That's, yeah. that's the way to do it. That's the way I do it. So right, I don't know right, about right. other people, but... But it works for you. So yeah. I think I think that's the important thing, that it, it yeah. works for you, and, and obviously you've gotten really great results from it as well. Yes. Yes. God, they're so good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. It's, it's been really just wonderful to see. And Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. And, and I think 
I think it's nice to kind of, as a poet, when you go in, to be able to just let go of your ego and yeah. say, let these kids show us what oh, yeah. they're capable of. Yeah, because you know, you, you find people going to schools like, I'm a poet, performer, so I'm supposed to be, uh, you know, chased, chased after, I'm supposed to be maybe, uh, you know, asked for advice or whatever, <laughs> you know, and, and all these things. Just like a performer gets paid to do stuff, because mm-hmm. I get paid to do that as well you know mm-hmm. but if you keep that then you know some of them will listen to you because some of them are you know used to rules being given right, rules right, or right, right. being told what to do and they do exactly that up. exactly yeah. you get it but right. there's some that won't right. abide yeah. you get it yeah. Yeah. and those are the ones that usually have a lot to say uh-uh. you get it so you yeah. need to go for <laughs> those ones you need to come down with those ones <laughs> And yeah. then you'll be surprised what they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. And also, I feel like um, some of the poet world can be very competitive, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not poetry, especially now, even though it's experienced, uh, I feel like, a global resurgence. The fact is that most people cannot make a living as a poet. Yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult. So um, when uh, you know somebody becomes a recognized poet, Sometimes it's difficult for them to go into a situation like what you're doing to inspire yeah. other poets or other would-be poets to write and produce products that surpasses the teacher. Mm-hmm. Some poets can't let go of that ego and their yeah. insecurities kind of stop them from encouraging the future yeah. generations from fully developing, fully flowering. Yeah. No, that is that is a problem. That is a problem that's there. That's why poetry is still growing really uh, slowly mm-hmm. the way it is. Because uh, I believe poetry could be the most appreciated art, mm-hmm. the most mm-hmm. highly paid art, mm-hmm. paid for art. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I believe it can be that, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're not really letting it because yeah. of our selfish nature. And, and, and selfishness is part of creation. Right, it, it is, right, it is right, inevitable. Right. You have selfish. to have some ego exactly. to be able to create. Exactly. Yeah. But there's also a limit to how selfish you can be. Yeah. Unless, yeah. I mean, unless you choose to be a, a no closet poet, you know. Right, right. But then if you want to then encourage and inspire uh, I think you need to put yourself out there, yeah. you know, and, and you need to give out free lessons as well. You need to, you know, uh, conversate with people and, right, you know, right, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that's, what I, that's what I believe. I mean, you find me anywhere. You you find me uh, <laughs> at, at uh, like, you know, drink ups. You find me uh, at drink ups, performing poetry mm-hmm. at drink ups. You, you find me at, uh, I don't know, public health rallies performing poetry. You find me at, like, you know, house sleepovers, performing poetry, you get it. So it's everywhere, like, and, and, and I'm not going to ask money from these guys. You know, like, I'm just like, ah, no, I'm, I'm just doing a poem right now. You get it? Oh, yeah, Mary is a poet. Like, why don't you do a poem? I do a poem. You get it? And there, there's some poets that will get into that kind of space and like, ah, no, sorry, man, you got to pay, you know, like, my art, my art, you know, like. I understand my art. I need. I charge for it. I to be charged for my art to perform uh-huh. anywhere. Uh-huh. I do charge. Most people, most of my friends don't know that mm. because I perform free for them. 
you get a but for other people like I do charge money right, right, <laughs> you right, know right. and I could I could easily decide to charge every time I go to a friend's platform to mm-hmm. perform but I, and I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that because mm-hmm. I know they're also living on off this platform or living off this um, um, arrangement or you, you get it you know yeah. so like I, I believe support is important like and, and that is the easiest kind of support that you could give yeah. an artist as well yeah you know yeah. if you know they're doing something and you can be part of it for free yeah you know? and, and, and contribute yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. you know so it's, it's important definitely and I think I think it's it's important that we we help each other I mean I understand the poets who want to charge who every time they they yeah you know, do anything that has poetry <laughs> they want to charge. And it's understandable given yeah. the environment that we're all living in. Exactly. <laughs> At the same time, sometimes that restricts other platforms from mm-hmm. burgeoning. Exactly. And, and it kind of, it kind of only leaves the platforms that are well-funded and they don't necessarily open up to the variety of poetry Poet yeah. voices that yeah. we would like to hear. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. We need to be out there. We need to shout. We need to let people know that poetry is brilliant art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is why I'm doing this podcast because yeah. it's just amazing to see the variety of not only people from backgrounds of people but also the way that they choose to write poetry the way they come at it you know what subjects they take on or even even if to uh, you know different poets take on the same subject they will have come from a totally different perspective and each time you're like oh oh that's interesting that's really wonderful so well so since you you you've Perform poetry <laughs> wherever. Uh, Tell us where people can see you then. Uh, um, perform. Um, well, I, I do have a, uh, where people can see me perform or uh, online, maybe. Either <laughs> I one. Do, I, I mean, do, you I can do, do both. You, can, yeah. uh, you know, I, I do have a number of Ugandans who yeah. are receiving the podcasts so yeah, yeah. you know it's good for you to let them know and okay. you never know internationally there might be people who come to Uganda and yeah, they yeah. want to see you so uh, okay <laughs> yeah I'm I'm one of the organizers of the monthly open mic show uh, uh, open mic Uganda mm-hmm. run by open mic Uganda right. um, we have like sessions in different spaces mm-hmm. um, trying to create like a community of mm-hmm. you know poetry lovers that's why we keep moving around different spaces, yeah. cafeterias, national theater. You know, you find this everywhere. Right. <laughs> you know, you find yeah. us at, at, at bars, you know, mm-hmm. and we're doing a session there, you know. So we're everywhere trying to create this movement of poets. And, mm-hmm. um, you can follow us on Facebook, um, Open Mic Uganda. Um, we usually publish our events on there, you know. Um, so you can get to know about our upcoming events and you can check out our videos on YouTube we have like a bunch of poets that we posted um, most of the video work that we've done with poets mm-hmm. is up there we have plenty more that we haven't uploaded yet but right, right. we will very soon mm-hmm. yeah so 
I'm also soon creating a YouTube channel for my poetry. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, and I'm publishing very soon, so look out for the book. Okay. Um, you can title, send me the links. Yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> definitely send you the link. Uh, the title is uh, The Parks of Smoking Too Much. It's coming out very soon. <laughs> The okay. power of no, the parks of smoking too much. The parks of yes. smoking too much. Okay. Yes, yes. Cool. <laughs> so it's coming out before the end of the year. I haven't confirmed the date yet, but okay. uh, I will definitely alert you. Please. Yes. Yeah. So it's gonna feature this poem that I just read. It's gonna be part yeah. of that collection. Uh, it's a collection of about twenty po poems. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I, I, I'm excited myself. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> First publication. So. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, mm -hmm. good. Thank you. And um, so then you'll be reading as well at, at the monthly open mic Uganda. Yes, of course. I, I usually MC those. Uh -huh. You know, uh, I don't want to, because see, when you're MCing and then you're, you're, you're performing, it kind of like uh, affects the other. I like to usually concentrate on one thing now. If, right, right. if I'm like, I'm seeing, um, I want to MC and maybe like say a few lines over there, but mm. not really perform. Right. But then <clears throat> I would, you know, I would be performing some nights, okay. like, you know, really performing and I'm seeing. Do you have a set day? A set day? You know, like, uh, is it every second Thursday that you have open mic in Uganda? Or um, well, we've changed dates, so okay. I can't really confirm on, on the dates that we're going to have the next one, but it's usually monthly, okay. you know, okay. so every last Saturday of the month, mm -hmm. that's, that's our original calendar. Okay. Yeah, but um, we've been making some changes because we're running the other project in Natural Valley, so <laughs> we have to like, you know, it's crazy yeah. coordinating both. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why we kind of like sat back mm -hmm. on the open mic shows. But then they're coming back real soon, and they're going to be flowing the way they used to. And, uh, yeah, so look, uh, be look out, uh, you know, be on the lookout okay. for, you know, more poetry, uh, new artists okay. that, you know, we're talking to. Yeah, so. Wonderful, wonderful. Be great. Good, good, yeah. Thank you. So, um, and social media, so you Open Mic Uganda is on Facebook. Yes. But what about your social media? Uh, my social media is uh, Black Poet Shiraz uh -huh. on Facebook. And okay. uh, you can also like the, the Black Poet, uh, the page on Facebook. Now, I have the account, uh, the account that has my information, but then I also have the page, you know, so oh, an okay. account yeah. and a page yeah, are yeah. totally different. So. Yeah, Facebook yeah. makes it really confusing. <laughs> yeah, I but know. maybe I want to like, make them one mm. um good luck know. with that <laughs> <laughs> you know, facebook doesn't really facilitate. it doesn't it doesn't but i might keep the page which is the black poet mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so um it's going to be having some new content real soon so right. be on the right. lookout you can like it please and um instagram i'm on it as she writes the black poet as well oh okay yeah, so okay great so instagram facebook yeah instagram facebook okay Wonderful. Thank you very much. I really Thank appreciate you, you talking about this. I'm really honored to have been invited by you and being here. I'm glad for your work, and I, I think what you're doing is incredibly important. And I hope, you 
know, you will get more partners and more funding. I, both I believe of your so. Partners. I believe so. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. For any of the listeners out there who's ever considered committing suicide, know that you are not alone. There are resources to help you. If you're in the U.S., you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-TALK. You can also access their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Again, that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. If you're in Uganda... I believe you can reach this hotline between Monday and Friday, and I will update this as soon as I get more information about local resources. 0800-200-600, between Monday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. local time. Whether you're in Uganda or elsewhere, you can also visit suicidestop.com as well as befrienders.org. Again, that's suicidestop.com. Dot com or befrienders.org. As always, you can follow Poets and Muses on poetsandmuses.com or via social media on Instagram, Twitter, or SoundCloud under Poets and Muses. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter either at poetsandmuses.com or at the upper right-hand side of the Poets and Muses SoundCloud page. I'm your host, Imogen A-Rate. Thank you very much for listening I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to bringing you another episode next Sunday.